Our Father, we worship you. We know when you get ready to do your thing, nobody can stop you. We pray this morning that the entrance of your word will bring light. It will bring understanding. In the name of Jesus Christ. And every one of us, we have an impact by reason of coming to meet you today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus. And you may please take your seat. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm very happy to be here this morning. <laughs> it's been a while. Glory to Jesus. And thank you so much for the leadership of the church. Our senior pastor in absentia. And our lead pastor, the entire pastorate of the headquarters church. Thank you for this honor. This opportunity to bring your boy back. <laughs> this is home for me. I grew up here. I grew up here. You know, the Bible was saying some, we say we're born in Zion. This is my Zion. A place of cooking. Many of us don't like to be cooked. We like it sunny side up. Stay and be cooked. Stay there. Stay there. Let the fire do something. The fire has a purpose. The heat has a purpose. The passion has a purpose. The rebuke has a purpose. The ginger has a purpose. Stay there. This morning we start a series to begin the youth month. For those of us who have been around for a while, we know that in our church, August is the month for the youth where we express ourselves as a people who are going somewhere. And I hope we know we are going somewhere. After Moses is a generation of people led by Joshua. Joshua, second generation leader. You know, it's always difficult to be a gener second generation leader. Especially if your first generation has done marvelously where you are wondering what more can be done. Moses was not just a man. He was not just a prophet. Moses was a system. It was a system. He opened something new. When Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, the book of Luke chapter 9, and he was praying, when two people appeared to him, it was Moses and Elijah. There's a reason. Those two men were standing to bring about something entirely different. In the book of Revelation, when two witnesses will be brought back, guess who again? So when a man like Moses has gone ahead of you, as Joshua, you should be afraid. No wonder God kept telling him, mm -mm. be strong and be of good courage. A man who would summon plagues, who will walk into a king's palace and tell him, let my people go, otherwise your people will perish. How do you succeed such a man? This is the same challenge we have today. For the youth, we had a group of people who were the Moses of Nigeria who started and built this nation. They too were young when they did it. Fought for independence, set up the structures, did all the bridges, the stadiums, the refineries, built the infrastructures. Then everything went down. I think everything is still going on. The only 
way things will go up again is if a Joshua generation rises. So when I speak about Joshua generation this morning, I'm not only speaking in spiritual dimension. I'm speaking in every way. In every way. If you read the book of Obadiah verse 21. It says, and um, saviors shall come to Zion and they shall judge the mountain of Edom. Mm -mm. That is not the end of it. He said, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's until the kingdom is taken back for the Lord. Nothing much is going to change. The word Joshua actually means God saves, right? God saves. So it is not enough to be saved and sit down here. He saved us so that we will be like him. We will be saviors that will go into the world and bring it back onto where God said it should be. Belonging back to the Lord. The arts coming back to belong to the Lord. Science becoming back to the Lord. Religion, business, politics, entertainment, bringing it to the submission of kingdom principles and precepts. It takes a lot to do that. In this month, we'll be going through from week to week different aspects of raising the Joshua generation. A generation of the people who will celebrate their fathers for what they have done. But we recognize that their work will be futile if we refuse to do our own. We will rise to go a step further. Moses went into Egypt and brought them out of Egypt into the wilderness. It was not God's desire that they would perish in the wilderness. They had to go somewhere. If a Joshua generation does not rise, they will go nowhere. So week two, we will have a, a panel session. We will see members of the Joshua generation coming to engage. Week three, we will hear from the Joshua generation. Young people will come here and share the perspective from the Joshua generation. Week four, week five, our senior pastor, a member of the Joshua generation, by the way. Okay. I got just one, that's it. You know, we don't get, when we say Joshua generation, we think we are talking about age. It's not age. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Oh, when we think of Joshua generation today, I know what comes to mind is, okay, the so-called... Generation Y, Generation Z, dichotomy. How many of us know Generation Y, Generation Z? How about? They said Generation Y or Millennials. They're the people born from, say, um, 1981 uh, or thereabouts. People born in 1981 to 1996. So they said these are Millennials. And they behave in certain ways. You know, then they said the, the generation born from 1997 to 2012, those are Generation Z, right? I hope I have Generation Z and Generation Y in the house this morning. Because I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you. Of course, after uh, 2012, there's a new generation. We don't know what to call them now. Some people call them Generation A, Generation Alpha, people born from 2013. Some of them are actually children of members of Generation Y. And we don't even know how to deal with them. If you know what I'm talking about, you don't need to teach them anything. They just know things. If you think you are speaking in code, they are getting on your code. The day they will shock you, they will speak back another code to you so that you will know that they have actually been decoding everything you have been coding. When daddy and mommy are talking. 
We don't even know where to place them yet. And they are coming. So that's why we need to brace up. Their future depends on us. What we teach them in school, what would they learn in school? What would be their forms of entertainment? Because for each generation, there is a different way of looking at different things. Let's take procreation, for example. The generation before generation Y, they call them generation X. They are the children of the baby boomers, the people who were born after the civil war. So in that generation, they like to give birth a lot. My dad, for instance, is in baby boomer generation. We are seven in my family. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So they were, you know, booming things. Booming things. If you ask generation Y people today, we want to have two or three. So it's, it's different. The way we think is different. In terms of recreation, the people in the older generation, you know, they will go out there, you know, do all those kind of outdoor games, draw boxes on the floor, play Ludo, you know, go out and dance, bath in the rain. That was their own recreation. For why? Has it, how, how would I be doing that? It doesn't make sense. So there's a different way I want to play. Our orientations are different. The older generation, their way of thinking is this way. It sets. And there's nothing wrong with it. That's how they were brought up. But we were brought up by internet, unfortunately. So everything is always fast. We don't like slow things. We, we use the word energy, energy, energy. <laughs> we are too energetic. So there's a way we have a view. about Our world view is very different. Very different. How do we socialize? The older generation, the way they socialize, you know, go to club, register in a co-club, Lagos tennis club. How many generation Y and Z register in those kind of clubs? No need now. When there's Netflix. Only you by yourself. You want to play, you just go join an online FIFA uh, first 11 and you are playing with somebody in Korea. You don't care. That's how you want to socialize. You just want to be on social media and have 1,000 friends that you don't know in real life. That's how you want to socialize. So it's very, very different. About education, the previous generation, you know, they like to go to school, do primary school, secondary, then do university, do uh, second degree, do a third degree, do a PhD, become a professor. Who's same professor now? Who wants to be a professor, really? In fact... They tell you school is calm. Have you not heard it? We invented it. <laughs> we invented school is calm. We are satisfied with just sitting online, download a, a YouTube video, how to do this. And that's it. No certificate, but I know how to do it. There are many people, you see them holding cameras, you see them doing video editing, they taught themselves, many of them. So the way education is for this generation is different from the way it's in the old. And that's why if you keep using the old method, you will never reach this generation. You will not. So it starts from even trying to understand how generations work. Joshua, Caleb, and the rest of the leaders, and I hope you know they were leaders, who went to spy the land. They were in one set of generation. Not necessarily because they were in the same age group. You know, for, for generation, I mentioned Y and Z. So your generation is not going to change, even if your age band is changing. So today, you say you are generation uh, Y. 
the oldest are 40 today. If you are Generation Y, the oldest people in Generation Y are 40 years old today. In 40 years time, they will be 80 years old. They will still be in Generation Y. Do you understand what I'm saying? So while your age band may be moving, your generation band is not moving. But there is a generation called the Joshua generation that has nothing to do with age. Because Caleb was a member of that generation. And at 85, he said, give me this mountain. I'm as strong today as I was 45 years ago when I went to spy the land. So when I said our senior pastor is part of the generation, I know what I'm talking about. It's not about age. It's an attitude. It's a spirit. It's the can-do spirit. To say we are able. We are able to do it. We are able to take the land. We are able to take the mountains. We know the giants are there. Stop announcing. We can see them. But we don't care about them. In spite of their being there, we will take this mountain. That's what that generation is all about. A generation that is fearless. We read in our devotional today, say, oh, faithless generation. There is a faithless generation, but there is a fearless generation. It's that generation we'll be handling during this month, the Joshua generation. And there are things that you use to mark these people. There is vacancy, irrespective of your age or gender. There is vacancy. But to qualify, you need to look at the parameters that describe the Joshua generation. And make up your mind if you want to join. The Joshua generation is a serving generation. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Just to read a couple of verses. Bible says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua... The son of Nun. How is Joshua introduced? Moses' minister. Or Moses' servant. Or Moses' assistant. Depending on your version. The first thing about members of the Joshua generation. Is that they are a serving generation. Somebody says service. A serving generation. Not a generation waiting to be served. I'm sure you understand that there was a big age gap between Moses and Joshua. Very big age gap. But that did not stop him. You know, some of us, we don't want to get close to older people. You have forgotten that you are going to miss a lot of wisdom by avoiding older people. Energy is not enough. Mm -mm. It has never been enough. So this generation called the Joshua generation, I have people who serve a people who look for what to do. Not a people who complain about what is not done. The Twitter generation is a generation that complains about what is not done. It's true, but it's sad. Go there, you will see a lot of people who have fantastic ways of writing how bad things are. Describing how abysmal conditions have become. Come and do. You cannot do. Come and serve. You cannot serve. They give you little opportunity to come and serve. Small time, you are, you are buying native and cap. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. 
It's easy to complain when you see others in front. Come there. Come there. The Joshua generation serves, looks for what to fix, and goes ahead to fix it. I did not see where announcement for recruitment was made for Joshua to become the assistant of Moses. He just volunteered. Introduced as the servant of Moses. He looked at that man. That man will need help. What can I do to help him? Reverse that today. When young people get close to you, it's not how to help you. It's how you will help them. We are not going to go far like that. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. No. He didn't come to be helped by Moses. If I didn't come for the anointing, he just came to help the man. He said, this man will have practical needs. Can I meet those needs? As he was meeting those needs, he didn't know that he was trying to entrench himself in the line of eternal relevance. He did not know. He was just there helping Moses. Moses will want to go somewhere. He will follow him. He will follow him there. The Joshua generation is a seven generation. Number two where you know the Joshua generation. The Joshua generation is a strong generation. It takes strength to go further than the wilderness. They could have stayed in the wilderness because there was free food. Hello? Oh, for 40 years, you didn't know. God kept giving them free lunch. Even though it's not free town, they were having free lunch. Manna was going to fall twice a day for 40 years. So really, you look at it. We've left Egypt. Moses has done his best. We are now here. And Moses is dead. But thank God, oh, manna is falling. The Joshua generation was not contented with free manna. They were strong enough to say we will take this work to the next level. It takes strength. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32b. It says, those who do know their God, they shall be strong. They shall do what? The exploits that Joshua did was not because uh, he was the assistant of Moses. It's because he needed to step out of it and gain strength for himself. Joshua had to be strong. God told him four times, be strong and be of good courage. Be strong and be of good courage. If you read verse um, 6, you see 7, I think verse 9, verse 18. The people told him in verse 18 again. He said, you have to be strong. You are now our leader. Moses is dead. You've got to rise. You know, we go to, to different platforms. People are talking about Obafemia, Wolowa, Namdi, Azikwe. They are dead. They will not come and fix Nigeria. We are the ones that will fix it. God had to announce to him, in case you are wondering if he will come back, he was such a powerful man. Maybe he will resurrect. He will not resurrect. Moses, my servant, is dead. Dead. As a very dead. Now you rise. Go and cross over the Jordan. Cross over the Jordan. The generation of Joshua is a strong generation. That we say, yes, we know obstacles in front. We know the challenges are there. We will not take them as excuses. We will take them as motivation to rise. We will rise on it to go to the next level. The Joshua generation is a strong generation. The Joshua generation is a courageous generation. 
It's not a faithless generation. It's a fearless generation. Imagine when God told him, you will cross this Jordan. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. This was Jericho. This is wilderness. There is Jordan in between. God said, carry the people. He carried them. They come there for three days before they cross the Jordan. God told him, you, I'm going to give you instruction. Tell the priest to carry the ark. Put some soldiers in front. Put the priest next. Let them be blowing horns. Ask that the people who carry the ark will stay church and put a rear guard. He said, when the legs of the people in front touches the water, say the water will stop. How will I know? I need to believe. So that's where faith comes. If you wait to have all the answers or to have a proof, you are not going to be a member of this generation. Mm -mm. It has not been done before. Thank God for the Red Sea. They didn't have to enter. They saw it part first before they entered. You are not getting the difference. When they got to the Red Sea, the Bible said Moses raised his staff and the sea parted. So the people could see dry ground before they entered. This was different. It was different. He said you will enter the water like that. First, then it will stop. What if it doesn't stop? What if it doesn't stop? The way God dealt with Moses is different from the way God will deal with Joshua. Uh-uh, it's different. Moses was a diplomatic leader. He will walk into Pharaoh's palace and negotiate. And negotiate the terms. We will let you go on this day, provided you do this and that. Joshua was called to be a military leader. Read your Bible. He was called to be a military leader. He wasn't negotiating with no king. It was military style. So as Joshua generation, don't try to box yourself by wanting to fit in the mode of Moses' generation. The challenges you will face are different. The method you will use to overcome will be different. You cannot be a copy and paste generation. You have to own it and courageously walk into what God is asking you to do. Not all of it will be clear. You have to step it by faith. The Joshua generation is not a faithless generation. Is a courageous, faith-filled generation. You've got to be courageous. This man was very courageous. There was one day before they crossed into Jericho, after crossing the Jordan, God said they were going to take over Jericho. And he was walking around in the night. Just walking around in the night. Everybody was probably sleeping. He was the Bible said he lifted up his eyes and saw a man ahead. He went to meet him. Oga. Are you for us or against us? The man said, you don't know who I am. I'm the commander of the army of God. Hey. He was going to challenge him first. What are you doing here? That's a man of courage. Courageous man. If we are going to do anything meaningful, anything important, anything eternally relevant, the ingredients of faith or courage cannot be negotiated mm -mm. the Joshua generation cannot do without faith cannot all through this month in our devotional it will be focusing on faith I challenge you and this is not a coincidence I challenge you every everyone who wants to be part of this generation make sure you don't miss any single day 
If you don't have the devotion, I'm sure we still have copies. Get a copy. It will charge you. There are things that will never happen until you have welled up enough faith energy. It won't happen. Faith needs to be built up first before we can go to that level. How many factors have we mentioned? Hope we are following. The Joshua generation is a walking generation. What did I call it? Walking generation. The Bible says to Joshua, it said, see, everywhere that the sole of your feet we tread upon. That I will give you as land of inheritance. Do you remember that? Meaning, if you take one step, I give you one. If you take two steps, I give you two. If you take a thousand, I give you a thousand. He said, what you will recover is limited by the number of steps you are willing to take. Lord Jesus, I'm about to offend some people. See, we talk too much. Too much. Too much. Do, we cannot do. Walk the talk, we cannot walk. All we want to do is better, better, better. Can you just better and move forward? Take a walk forward. All this leg work, leg work. Walk into the inheritance. We are too carried away with entertainment, with talking, talking, talking. God told him, if you will not walk into it, you will not get it. It does not invalidate my promise. I already made the promise and said it's yours. But you have to walk into it. Walking takes efforts. You have to walk into it. If you keep walking, I keep giving you. If you keep moving, you keep getting it. We want to sit down on Bebo. It's not coming anywhere. It's not coming. Mm -mm. That's not how the Joshua generation will possess. We won't possess with PowerPoints. We will possess with action points. Oh, you want to just do powerful presentations? Come here and have oration. Just talk, talk, talk. Can you roll up your sleeves and go and work? That's what makes the difference about the Joshua generation. Ideas flying. You know, you get to a meeting, everybody raise your hand. I have an idea. Please convert this idea to something we can see. Something we can touch. Joshua was a walking man. Those in the Joshua generation were people who walked to possess. The promise will be hanging until the people get up and take possession. God has given you. As long as you sit down, somebody else will be using it. Until you rise to say, this is mine, get out. I want to take what is mine. The Joshua generation is a disciplined generation. Disciplined generation. When God gave instruction, he took it like a military order. God said, go around Jericho for six days. Don't make any sound. Just go around. He said, yes, sir. On the seventh day, go around seven times. He said, yes, sir. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, the walls will sink. He said, yes, sir. You know, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. As a military man, if you're wondering, so when are we going to shoot the arrow? Please, tell me when we are going to launch the ballistic missiles. God said it's not necessary. Just do as you are told. 
Members of the Joshua generation do not think about what God is saying. They do what God is saying. I will say it again. What has limited us a lot is because of our intellectuality. So because we have read plenty of things, we have seen plenty of things, and we engage intellectually, and there's nothing wrong with it. But you need to know where the limit of intellectual engagement should stop. It stops outside of the word of God. So the Joshua generation are a disciplined generation who follow instruction to the letter. God says, do this. You do it. He says, don't do this. You don't do it. God told him, he said, do not turn from this book to the right or to the left. Stay on course. Indiscipline is one of the things that has robbed previous generations of being able to move. You see, making a little progress, then suddenly money comes. We lose our sense. That's what happened to our country. Do you remember? We were making progress until the oil boom. Oil boom came, our brain went. Discipline. Discipline. If we're going to build something that we outclass what our elders have built, we have to be disciplined. Personally disciplined and corporately disciplined. The Joshua generation is not one that invents when God has spoken. Mm -mm. It's not enough to have relationship with God to know what God is speaking. It's the discipline to do what God is saying that counts. That's what counts. That's what counts. Lord Jesus, help us. The Joshua generation is a waiting generation. That's number what now? Number six. The Joshua generation waits. Waits with Moses and waits for Moses to die. <laughs> Lord, help me. Help me. How do I communicate this? You know, in the book of Exodus, if you read from uh, chapter 24 up to chapter 34, like 10 chapters, Joshua was waiting with Moses when God called Moses to come to Sinai. God called Moses. He didn't call Joshua. You know, we started from service. He didn't call Joshua. He called Moses. Moses, come. But as PA now, as Papier concerned, he followed him. He followed him. It was natural that God would give him the mantle of leadership after him. It was only natural. It was only natural that God would ask Elijah to go and hand over to Elisha. It was only natural. Because God cannot walk with the fearless. When he saw that Elijah was too afraid, Elijah, eh, they want to kill me, eh, they want to roll my head. He said, mm, I accept your resignation. I accept your resignation. Go and hand over to Elisha, your servant. Hand over to him. So Joshua was used to following Moses, so he followed him. The Bible said Moses got to Mount Sinai. He said for six days, God did not show up. <laughs> Lord Jesus. God said, come. I thought God would be, you know, God will show up. He said, At least he called me. Read your Bible. Exodus chapter 24. God did not show up for six days. He just sent a cloud. There was cloud there so that you know that I'm present too, but I'm not ready to talk to you. The Joshua generation does not hurry when they are in the presence of God. Ah, 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 ah. 
ah, ah, you must have stamina. <laughs> stamina to wait. Go call them. Since days, God didn't show up. On the seventh day, the Bible said God spoke from the cloud and said, Come up, I Joshua was still there at the foot of the mountain. 40 days and 40 nights, God was speaking with Moses. Joshua was there at the foot of the mountain. God didn't send him. I don't know which food Joshua was eating. Let's say that Moses was supernaturally sustained for 40 days and 40 nights on the mountain. In fact, plus six, 46 days. 10 chapters. Joshua waited. We will not wait. The Jackpot generation, we have gone. We have gone. He waited. He was there. When Moses came down, he met him there. He met him there waiting. That's why when the Bible says, those who wait upon the Lord. Hey, 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 Lord Jesus. Words are not used carelessly in scripture. It's deliberate. Something had dropped off on him. It was a period of preparation as he was waiting. Informal training, apprenticeship. He was being trained. So when Moses left, it was just a matter of switching. Update the organogram. Remove Moses, put Joshua. Structure was already in place. He was doing on the job training. Structure was in place. But he didn't just wait with Moses. He waited for Moses. He waited for him. You know, he was a younger man. The gap between him and Moses would be around 40 years. He could do things that Moses couldn't do. He didn't usurp authority. I said, I will take over. I will take over. These old men, they should do and die and go. Let us run things. Mm -mm, He waited for his time. We have to wait for our time. It's part of the game. Because it's in waiting that you get empowered. It's in waiting we get empowered. Acts chapter 1. Jesus speaking to his house. He said, wait in Jerusalem. Tarry, tarry, tarry. He was there with them after resurrection for 40 days. Nothing happened until 50th day. Day of Pentecost. Pentecost means 50, right? So he left on the 40th day, ascension. 10 days later, he didn't show up. He said, wait, he didn't show up. I don't know why God does this thing. Those who will wait are the ones who will qualify for empowerment. That's the way it works. So we will test you. We say, wait. He will not give you another instruction. Wait. They waited 10 days. 10 days. Wait. They said, suddenly, there was a mighty rushing wind. Something came. Tongues of fire sat on each one of them. And boom. A Joshua generation was born. I hope you know the, the church in the book of Acts is a Joshua generation. Jesus had done something. Jesus did something like Moses did. He brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. But that light should guide our footsteps so that we can walk, not to stay. So that we can take the light to the world as the light of the world. That's what Jesus intended. So when he finished his own, he had to empower a generation. And that's the last point I'm making on it. My time is up. We need to pray. Our Lord Jesus, help me. He said, see, if you are not empowered, you cannot witness effectively. You cannot possess the land if you are not empowered. So the Joshua generation is an empowered generation. It's not a talking generation. The Bible says it's not in talk. The kingdom of God is not in talk. Mm -mm. 
is by the demonstration of the spirit, is by the power that is available. A power that we must carry on our inside. If you don't mind, can you please rise? Can you please rise? Those of us that want to play in the Joshua generation. And this is not a question of age. Much as I will expect the younger ones to be the ones at the forefront of the Joshua generation. Because the people that Joshua led, they were children who were born in the wilderness. All their fathers died out of unbelief. You're not getting it. Joshua was at least like 30, 40 years older than the people he led as soldiers. Because only him and Caleb were spared. The rest died. Their fathers died. So ideally, you should have a lot of younger people in the Joshua generation. But we need elders too who will carry the Caleb spirit and say, give me this mountain at 85. 